Welcome to the Cone Zone, Grant Cone, Lowell Cone. The 49ers wrapped up practice three hours ago, and the news of the day is that Brandon Ayuk and Fred Warner got into fights twice. Not once, but twice. I was there. I saw it. Dad, you heard about it. What is your reaction when you hear about this? I find it very interesting. So yes. let me ask you a question first. Mm-hmm. The first fight, they were both on the field together. Yes. The second fight, were they on the field together? No. Or did Ayuk come from the sideline? Ayuk came from the sideline. So he wasn't involved, but right. he involved himself. Yes. Okay. Um, you know, I went to a million training camps. There are always fights. It's a hot day. Uh, people are trying very hard. They get pissed off. Mm-hmm. There are always fights. But I think there's more to it than than that in this case. I'm going to make the assumption that Warner and Ayuk are not enemies. Right. They're teammates. Yeah. And they got into it. I Like, for example, I wouldn't think that after the practice today, they went and had a fight in the locker room. No. They probably went about their business and that's it. It was over with. Um, so I don't think there's anything personal between them. But I do think there was something else going on. I'm not at the workouts, but you're there. And you've been consistently saying that the defense is dominating the offense. Yeah. In fact, kind of pushing it around, making yes. it look bad. Yes. I think Ayuk's a very interesting man. Yeah. I think what he was making a statement, you can't do that to us. Yeah. It's pissing us off. Yeah. I'm standing up for us. Yeah. So the first time I understand getting into a fight in the heat of battle when you're on the field, but to come off from the sideline is a different act. It's a different intent. It's a different statement. It's saying, I want to get involved. I'm standing up for the offense. And I, I, I bet I'm right. And I admire him for that because you can't have a defense pushing you around. It's yeah, you're right. You're hundred percent right. But it's more than just pushing them around. I mean, Fred Warner was crossing the line and what you think, Fred? Was- well, he was knocking people down. Uh-huh. He knocked, he hit Ayuk after the whistle and then Marcus Johnson was coming around. Like think of picture it. He's running a crossing route, parallel yeah. to the line of scrimmage, he catches it. And Warner's waiting for his teammate is waiting for him and just decks him, puts him on the ground in, in, in a football game. That's a great play. But in practice, they always take you keep your teammates up, stay on your feet, do not go to the ground. You're supposed to make sure your teammates don't fall down and, and especially don't knock them down. So it's Fred Warner. He's a nice guy. He's a captain. You think he wouldn't cross the line. He was flagrantly crossing the line. And he did it a second time. He did it to someone else. And Ayuk stood up for the entire offense. He was right. He was right. He's saying, um, you're disrespecting us. I, I refuse to allow you to disrespect us. And I would say all praise to Ayuk. Where were the other 10 guys? Not just you're disrespecting us. You could get someone hurt. You could get Marcus Johnson hurt. We're, we're on the same team. And yeah. also it's to me, it's like Jim Harbaugh would have kicked Fred Warner out of practice. Not Ayuk. He he kicked Anquan Bolden out of practice. He didn't care how established you were. If you were wrong, you were wrong. The fact that Fred Warner has been able to do this stuff, the fact that he didn't get kicked out of practice, it kind of speaks to a little bit of a power, not a power void, but an authority void. You know, maybe maybe there's no bad cop on this team that steps up the way that Harbaugh would have loved to. He would have relished the opportunity. Instead, you got good cop Kyle, who, you know, brought the team together and said, knock it off. And then they went about their business and they stopped. But the fact that Fred's crossing the line, 
head coach shouldn't let it. It shouldn't be Ayuk who has to step up and say something. It should have been he, Kyle. Iggy, I love what you're saying. Yeah. It's it's right. It shouldn't be a player who's policing the field. It's the head coach. I, I You took it uh, further than I did because you're smarter than I am. And I absolutely agree with you. Kyle should have, as they say in baseball, should have got the red S. Kyle should have had the red S. When when Fred Warner knocked over Marcus Johnson blatantly and intentionally, they should have kicked him out of practice. And it's like nothing personal. You can come back tomorrow, but we have rules. You broke the rule, and you could have hurt your teammate, and we need to set set a standard and make sure this never happens again. So, yeah, good for Brandon Ayuk. And what's funny is he brought this up in a press conference a few days ago. Someone asked about the competition or something, and he mentioned that Fred Warner has been doing a lot of trash talking, and it's really annoying. So I guess this has been on uh, Ayuk's mind for a while. You know, I don't know Ayuk, and you don't know him very well either. Um, he's a, t- a hell of a player, and obviously there's tremendous substance to him. Um, you do, in fact, know his mother, and you like her very much, right? I do. I do. I do. I, what I want to say is that it seems like what can happen with football teams is if one side is way better than the other, offense or defense, it can sort of become two teams. You know, like the good side blames the bad side for everything. And you need to be one team. You need to be all in it together. And this team is on the ver- is in danger of falling into that because the offensive line is inexperienced. The quarterback's inexperienced. The offense is really struggling in camp. We'll talk about that later. The defense is so overmatched. I mean, the offense is so overmatched. The defense needs to not like rub it in because they need this offense to be good enough for them to win. Right, because they have the same goal. Yeah. What you bring up, Shanahan, is very interesting. Now, he he played good cop. He just said, let's knock it off, guys. Yeah. That may work. If that mm-hmm. works, fine. But mm-hmm. I, I understand what you're saying. You, you would have preferred him to make a stronger statement as a coach, i.e. as Harbaugh would have done. And I would have, too, honestly. What Harb- the way Harbaugh would look at it is, if I kick out Fred Warner, I get my point across. Because no one's bigger than Fred Warner. If I uphold this rule with the captain of the team, then everyone will fall in line. But if you don't enforce it with Fred, who else is going to step over the line next? Right? And then and then when you finally do enforce it, then you're inconsistent. Yes. By the so, way, Singletary would have kicked him out too. Maybe that's old school. I don't know. It, things have gotten a lot different in the 10 years, 12 years that I've been covering this, this sport. Official BNA music, music 88 says Warner is embodying Rick James by being a habitual line stepper. I'm here for it. That's a captain trying to tell the O to step up. That's the other way to look at it. Yeah. I don't know. I think to a point, but if, if the, if the goal is to not knock your, your teammates down in practice, I think you have to live up to that. I mean, I not knocking down defensive players. You know, Iggy, before you read that, it's very interesting. You look at a practice, but there's a lot of subtexts. Oh. There's a lot going on aside from the workout. Yeah. You wish you could get it all. I mean, I'm sure that you get like 10% of it, but today was a lot. You wish you could really get to talk to IU privately and he'd be honest with you, which would yeah. never happen. No. Any news on Jason Verrett? No. not Hasn't practiced yet. But you know, there is news. Jimmy Garoppolo was at practice today. It was the darndest thing. He usually comes to the facility and throws before the media is there and then leaves. He did make an appearance a couple like a couple of days ago, just jogging. Today, he did a whole throwing routine in front of all of us. I videotaped it, but I'm not allowed to post it. House rules. But I've, I mean, it was he was out there for like 30 minutes, and um, 
I mean, NFL Network was there. Ian Rapport was there. Steve Mariucci was there. A lot of I was there. It seemed like he was trying to. He wanted us to watch. Um, with Jimmy. It seemed like he kind of like hijacked the um, stage, and then, and then he. So so okay, he did that, and then I watched, and he was throwing. And I gotta say, it looks like he's not. Wait, 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 wait! I got a question before you move on. Sure. Why was he doing it? I think he's trying. Well, he wants to be traded. He wants to leave. And I think he wants people to come away from the day saying Jimmy looks great. Jimmy was throwing. His arm looks fantastic. And for there to be some sort of buzz around the league, like, hey, did you hear that Jimmy's over there in San Francisco? He's got a lot of zip on his balls. Except that he doesn't. I was watching, and it looked like. Even for him, kind of like he was not throwing as hard as he could, like he was leaving a little something off. So I don't know if if the show if if he was wanted me to say Jimmy's really firing it out there, I I don't I didn't see that. It seemed like actually maybe he is babying it a little bit. I guess that would be the word I would use, babying it a little bit. I don't know. Or maybe he's not quite along in his rehab. There it is. Yes, uh, for whatever reason. No, but the point is he was trying to showcase himself. And it wasn't the kind of showcase you think he desired. I don't think so. I mean, what he did. So he started off by throwing the 15 yard pass over the middle that he always throws, but it was wobbly and it didn't have that much velocity on it. And it wasn't that impressive. So to sort of do something else, he started running. He started rolling right and rolling left. And it was very impressive to see him on the move. But then he realized like he never does that in games. He never moves in games. It was like he was trying to, I don't know, distract you with something. Look, look at my feet. Iggy, he did move his first season. He did, man. That feels like a whole long time ago. He did, yeah, though. A whole long time ago, he did. He did. Wow, if he could bring that back. So, yeah, uh, but other than that, he was, like, networking. He spent 10 minutes talking to Steve Mariucci. Then Mike Shanahan came over and was just blushing. Coaches love Jimmy Garoppolo. Then he was talking to Ian Rappaport, the, the reporter. And people wanted to, And he was doing a lot of talking, pointing to his shoulder and doing a lot of this. I don't know what he was talking about, but people want to talk to him. Iggy, when he did the throwing, was he on the field or the sideline? He was on, you know that, it's like there's the big field with the grass and then there's the side field with the turf. He was on the side field with the turf. And who was he throwing to? Equipment managers, people I don't know. Right, not not to players. Not to players, no, no. And it's funny, they're like, so he's on on that side field, that's where you rehab. So – and, and and I tried to I videotape him. They're like, you can't videotape him because he's technically rehabbing. Although that day they said that he's cleared. So it's like they're having he's cleared, he's not hurt, but you can't videotape him because he's rehabbing and he's coming back from an injury. It's like, okay, well, whatever, fine. I don't really care. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, it's kind of funny how the Niners are trying to like dance around it. They would like him to just go away. They could make him go away. They could cut him today, but they won't. I guess they think that maybe the NFL will suspend Deshaun Watson for the, for the full year and something will happen. Do you think you're going to win this bet? Do you think Jimmy Garoppolo will be off this team by week one? Yes. Me and you. I do. Yeah. I, I do. Now, I also thought I'd win the bet on Debo Samuel. And I, so, I, I got him a hell of a bottle of wine. You, you did. So I they'll just you. come to their senses at one day and cut him toward the end of this training camp? I do not think he will start the season on the team. What are they waiting for? What you are they me. waiting for? You got me. Well, anyway. you got me. So let me ask you this before you go to the uh, comment. Your reaction to what Jimmy did showcasing himself, did you feel that it was a, 
was he brave? Did you admire it? Or did you think it was pathetic? I thought it was pathetic. Tell me why. If you want to showcase yourself, be ready. And don't take the focus away from your team. It's trace time. If you're not on this, you don't want to be on this team. You're not part of this team. Have a, a private workout. Invite general managers to a field where you're throwing. Why does it have to be here? It just felt like he hijacked the whole thing or tried to. I love it. I love what yeah. you're saying. Go away. Go home. And I know it's not all his fault. They haven't cut him. It's like he's kind of in limbo. But what about your former team, your so-called teammates that you care so much about? What are you doing, man? It yeah. seems Trey's always said the nicest things about you. Looks looks at you as an older brother. He loves you, a friend for life. Come on. Yeah. Clearly, he's in the position, and it's probably not his fault. He no longer cares about the team. He only cares about his future. And frankly, I would be that way, too. True. And I'm sure him and his agent found out that NFL Network was coming today, and they were like, look, go throw in front of them. Let them see you. Because hey, if they see you, they'll talk. They'll tell the next year from NFL Network? Uh, Steve Mariucci. He's with, NFL, he's with yeah. NFL Network. Yeah, he's on TV. Is, is that where Mike Silver used to be? Yes. It is. But no Mariucci's, longer. Uh, Mariucci's a very nice man. He is a very nice man. Very nice man. Donald says, do you think Fred is a bit of a dirty side to him? Cheat shot on Stafford and cheap shots on his own players. I don't know. I think he, he comes across as a he, – he's like a – He's from San Diego. I think he might be an army brat. He comes across as an army brat, like he was raised in the military, like he wouldn't do something like that. But yeah, maybe he is. I don't know. Mike says, Warner has always been like this. If you watch uh, post games, talks mad uh, shit, pushing limits. I think it's good to have some edge, especially on D. It is, but Iggy makes a good point. You don't want to hurt your guys. Yeah. James Rodriguez says, appreciate you, your pop, and what you do for us fans. Cheers. Thank you, James. Jackson Black says maybe Kyle to told Warner to push buttons today. Well, that's not good. Hey, potentially injured Brandon Ayuk. I don't believe that he did. I don't think so. Prince KO says, do you find it strange Jimmy hasn't publicly asked for a release so he can compete for a starting job at this rate? He might have to retire. It goes against his whole persona. He's the good guy. He would never ask for a release. He, 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 he I don't yeah. know. It and seem he's like not going to have to retire. He's going to get a job. He'll get a job. John's George says, when is Mondays with... I don't know, Johns. We'll see. Um, Dylan says two Broncos tore their ACLs today and Fred is blindsiding people. I get being aggressive, but there is a line. Can we please get Jimmy G off the field? Yep. Agree with that. Uh, let's move on. Okay. You had a question. We were talking on the phone and you you wanted to know, you wanted me to compare Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. Explain. Okay. How. Yeah. Uh, again, Iggy is our eyes and ears at the practices. I, you know, I'm not credentialed to go anymore. And Iggy is is high on Trey Lance. So I, I I always want details. So my questions are my question is twofold. In practices, training camp, not games, what does Trey Lance do better than Jimmy? And what did Jimmy, not this season, but prior okay. to this injury, what did Jimmy do better than Trey Lance? Why don't you start with what Trey does better than Jimmy? Okay. Uh, this is a great question, and it's pretty stark. There's two things that Trey does better than Jimmy in practice right now. First of all, downfield throwing. Trey's really good. He hits at least one 20-yard throw a day. He's very aggressive. He's looking to throw the ball down the field. And so far, he's completing the downfield throws, stuff longer than 20 yards in the air at a very high rate. Um, 
that's a good sign because Jimmy doesn't even throw those passes. It's not even something that he necessarily looks to do. And Trey Lance is looking at it a lot and he's been efficient with it. So that's a big difference right away. And then there's the other thing, like in practice, there's no sacks, but you can't test the quarterback. Um, but it's kind of understood when there's a sack he, guy runs by the quarterback, things kind of break down and the quarterback is free to do like to extend the play, run around, find a throw, do practice something. Jimmy was terrible at that. He wouldn't even do it. At least in practice, he was very stationary. And so everything would have to happen in, in two or three seconds. And if it didn't, there was nothing more that was going to happen uh, with Trey. I mean, there's so much pressure every single play that instead of him just checking down a lot, he scrambles, he moves, he extends plays, and sometimes really good things happen and sometimes bad things happen. But there's like the second play constantly. That's um, interesting. I mean, you don't want that to be the offense during the regular season, but he doesn't really have a choice right now. It's not like he's dropping back and being confused. He's dropping back and getting swarmed and no one's open. So what he can do is make something out of nothing, which I never saw Jimmy Garoppolo do in practice. Can um, Trey throw on the run? Oh, yes. Rolling left, rolling right. He's almost better at throwing while moving. Because, uh -huh. you know, when you're stationary, that's when all the mechanics come into play, all the stuff you worked on in the offseason with the coach that you're thinking about. But when you're rolling left and right, it's kind of just being an athlete, doing the stuff you've done your whole life. He's pretty right. good at that. Okay. Yeah. Let's reverse it. Is there anything Jimmy did in practices better than what Trey does? Well, I was always really tough on Jimmy Garoppolo in these practices. But now I'm, I'm really seeing, like, this Niners defense is a lot better than the Niners offense. And the quarterback of this this offense going against this defense is going to be overmatched. So Jimmy did throw a lot of picks in practice. Trey is too. He didn't throw one today. But that seems to be sort of what you do against this defense. It seems that even though Jimmy was overmatched, Trey was overmatched, what Jimmy could do against this defense was just find completions. So like last year, he completed 63.5% of his passes in, in camp. I mean, Trey's in the 50s right now. And he's not necessarily having a bad camp. It's just he's aggressive. It's a good defense. Uh, they're not giving you easy throws, and he's taking difficult options. Jimmy could find completions. He could find checkdowns. He got the ball out quicker, so his completion percentage is higher. doesn't necessarily mean that he's a more effective quarterback, but his completion percentage is higher. It's something that was a positive that, in fact, Absolutely. you might even admire. Right, like – Let's say so. Trey's better at throwing the ball twenty yards down the field, thirty yards down the field. When it comes to throwing to a wide to a running back in the flat, Jimmy's better. Jimmy's better. Like that throw is a little bit of an adventure for Trey. You know, just to throw in the flat, it might be a little low. It might be a little behind the guy. It's like Jimmy. He, <laughs> you make fun of him for throwing short all the time, but he really does throw a nice short pass. He does. And you know that short pass to the flat is forty nine a football. Joe threw it. Steve threw it. Garcia threw it. Yeah. Uh, and it, it keeps it keeps the drive going. It keeps yeah. you from yeah. being in second and 10. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm glad we had this topic. Absolutely. Because it gives us more insight into Trey Lance. Absolutely. It was fun. It was a good academic topic to do it. Look at it in both ways. Yeah, that's how we are. We're academic. That's how we are. Okay, we talked about it a little bit, but I think it's fair to like really tell you what's going on in these practices. Every day is kind of the same. You go down there and you're focused on, hey, what's Trey Lance going to do today? And it's just like, 
this offense is getting destroyed. And it's not just – it's not like Lance is holding everyone back. The offensive line is getting overwhelmed. The wide receivers are catching passes, but when they do, there's got a, guys all over them, and Trey Lance is running for his life. So it's not that the offense is horrible. It's I think that this defense is really, 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 really good, and I think it probably deserves some recognition. Um, uh, yeah, I have a question. Yeah. Is the Niners' defense one of the elite defenses of the league? Yes, and they keep saying that it's the – they keep calling themselves the best defense in the league. Good for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's nothing the Niners offense can do. Like Trent Williams was saying yesterday, like he says, we, we watch the tape after practice and we, we pause it when Trey Lance has got to the top of his drop. You, 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 you drop, you stop, and you're ready to throw. They pause it and no one's open. And guys are beat. So it's like, <laughs> what are you really supposed to do? So really, it's I, I almost wonder how productive is this are these practices for the offense? What they're practicing is chaos. Really, they're practicing chaos because they're so overmatched. And I guess that's a good thing because maybe other defenses will seem weaker, easier than this one. But right now, it doesn't actually seem like they're getting much work practicing the timing and rhythm of their offense because there is no timing and rhythm. There's no blocking. It's just like, okay, uh, he's scrambling. He's scrambling. Oh, he's going to throw. How, how good is that? Well, let me ask you this. When you say the offensive line is overmatched, on a typical play, the ball gets snapped. What happens to the offensive lineman in a pass play? Oh, at least two get beat. At oh. least two of the five get beat. So Trey Lance, he'll drop back and he'll get and he'll get to they call it the top of the drop. It's a three-step drop of five step, when he stops. He's like already in like make uh he's already scrambling when he gets there. He's here and it's like, okay, I gotta make that guy miss and this guy miss, and now I'm moving up and I'm stepping out. Most of the time, it's not like He's settling. He's looking. He's going to the first progression. He goes to the second progression. It's like instant. Mm. And it's because it's coming a lot from – there's like one guy from the edge, one guy up the middle. So it's a really good defense, though. They have like five good defensive ends. They have Fred Warner. They have really good corner. It's such a good defense that I. it seems like they have to actually give certain players days off and series offs to make it competitive. Ah. Uh. Like today, Traverius Ward, their big corner that they signed, having such a great offseason, gave him a day off. It's like, look, we need to do something. I, I, I don't know. That's, that's the way I interpret it. It's like, Traverius, you're doing great. Trey's struggling. We're going to give you a day off. Pretty funny. And so, like, uh, Trent Williams plays some of the time. Nick Bosa will practice when Trent Williams practice. When Trent Williams is out, it seems like they don't play Bosa anymore because he just wrecks everything. He's too good. So, wow. yeah, maybe they actually will win a bunch of games because of this defense. I don't know. You know, I would call it a kick-ass defense. And when it comes to regular season games, it's a defense that may hurt people. It seems like it. A kick-ass defense that uh, wants to hurt. I mean, every football team wants to hurt people in a way. But, yeah, they seem like they have an edge. Absolutely. Yeah. 49ers K says, do players chirp at Lance at practice? How does he respond if that's the case? No. I'm listening for that. They did with Colin Kaepernick. That was a veteran team that was skeptical of that transition. I remember Dante Whitner used to chirp at him anytime he scrambled. He said, we're here to see you throw. They haven't done that with Lance yet. Whitner would say that. Whitner and Carlos Rogers would laugh. Yeah. We're here to see you throw, Cap. Anytime he would scramble. Cap was good. 
We heard the general manager say that in St. Louis. That's true. Mark F says, who's getting the most work at nickel? It's Darquez, Darquez Denard, like all of it. Gizmo Maltese says, does Lance's scrambling look any better? Is he going for the sidelines? Does he look fast? Um, what I like about how Lance scrambles is he scrambles through the middle of the line. He finds uh, holes up. He's not trying to. He's not trying to back out. He's not trying to run to the sideline. He runs up, and he scrambles through the middle of the field. That's how John Elway used to do it. I like it because he's not fast enough to run to run backwards. Congrats on fifty. Did I get to fifty k? Thank you. Wonderful. I didn't see that. Good for I guess you. I did. Hey. All right. We want to talk about Debo's contract. This is the big news of the day, but besides the fight, which was kind of, uh, you know, middle school stuff. Debo signed the contract finally. That was a whole lot of drama for nothing. What do you think of this whole saga now that it's, I guess, over? Okay, I have uh, very definite feelings about this, Iggy. Okay. First of all, let me preface this by saying Debo Samuel is a flat-out great player. Mm-hmm. He, he's the engine of the offense, unless Trey Lance really develops into something and then they have two engines, right. okay? Yeah. I love watching Debo Samuel play. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a tough guy. He's gifted. He's fast. And I assume he's a good teammate. Mm-hmm. So I only have praise for him as a football player. I still don't like what he did about his contract. So I'm trying to make a distinction between him as a player and how he conducted himself in this one area. I have no opinion about him as a person. I've never met him about his personal life. I'm simply talking about this. Now, his agent represents Metcalf. Yeah. And they got roughly the same deal. Yeah. Which is around $73 million, a part of it uh, guaranteed. In yeah. other words, they both got great deals. Yeah. Um, early on, as and correct me if I'm wrong, Samuel started, I don't want to be traded. Because yeah. they're, they're not coming through, I want to be traded. Whereas Metcalf pretty much kept his mouth shut. Yes. He was he the, Metcalf did not request a trade, no. No, he did not request a trade. No. So you have two really outstanding players represented by the same agent, one shooting his mouth off and the other letting business take its course. Mm-hmm. Everybody who hasn't been living under a rock for the last year knows that the Niners were never going to let Debo Samuel go mm-hmm. and they would sign him to a very fair and good deal. Everybody knew that. Yeah, uh, I assume the agent knew it. So my question is, what the hell was Debo Samuel thinking? Yeah. Did he think that by throwing a fit like a, a six-year-old, didn't he take, like, uh, he dropped, uh, he stopped following the Niners on he Twitter. pictures out where he was wearing Niner stuff. And he wouldn't wear Niner stuff, and he yeah. started demanding a trade. Did he actually think that was going to give him a better deal? In fact, had I been negotiating with him, I would want to string it out to break his chops. I would do that. Yeah. Um, I don't feel that his behavior was mature or businesslike. No. I would not want to reward behavior like that. On the other hand, 49ers management, and, I, and you know, I'm, I'm often critical of them. Not, not now. Jed, Parag, Lynch, Shanahan. They let business play out. 
they never said a bad word about Debo. They always called him a fundamental part of the team and said, we'll work it out. They took the moral high road. And he took the road of a six-year-old having a fit because he didn't want to eat the spinach that his mother told him, you have to eat the spinach. And he threw it across the table or whatever. So in this regard- I thought he pulled a Veruca salt. A Veruca salt. He wanted the Oompa Loompa now. He wants the Oompa Loompa now, yeah. He wanted the Oompa Loompa now. And what happened to Veruca salt? Oh, she was a bad egg. She was a bad egg. She was now, bad I'm not egg. saying that the Debo- I'm not saying Debo's a bad egg. We don't know. I but, wonder what I do wonder though. I wonder if he cost himself money with this whole thing, because you know he got s- roughly the same deal as as Metcalf, not a bigger deal, slightly smaller in guaranteed money. I wonder if he if it cost him a little money. The Niners are like, this is how you do business. This, you know what? It. I hope it did. I don't think that's how you do business, and I don't think there was any call for it, Iggy. Um, and what what happened was it took the focus away from the team, yeah. and it put it on his. Fit, grievance. Uh, yeah. his grievance, his right, his his six year old fit. Uh, he was he was and from what I understand, Dad. I mean, he wouldn't return their calls. Like he was so upset, he was not returning their calls. And I believe, like after the draft, John and Kyle had to like fly out and meet up with him and have a talk. And I they didn't confirm it today, but from what I understand, that had to happen. And it's like he still never said what the problem was. He was asked today, well, why'd you, why'd you request a trade? And he kept saying, it's a business. Okay. Like, but what did the Niners do wrong? What, how did they wrong? Why did you not want to be here? And then why did you change your mind? Oh, it's a be- It's a business. You know, okay, why? Well, it seems like you had alienated a lot of people with this business move. And I don't understand how it was a smart business move. I mean, it, it didn't cost you. Any, maybe it didn't cost you anything, but I don't know. But what I'm saying is Iggy, when he, when he doesn't answer directly, he says it's a business. It means he can't justify how he acted. He can't justify it. His right. his agent must have told him, just go in there and say it's a business. Yeah. I mean, he didn't dream that up on his own. No. His agent probably said, just say it's a business so you don't put your foot in your mouth yet again. Yeah. And that way he avoids answering and taking responsibility for how badly he acted. Yep. Now, again, Iggy, I'm not saying he's a bad person. I'm certainly saying he's a great football player. I'm saying in this instance... He acted immaturely and badly, and there was no reason for it, and he made himself look like a horse's ass. And he alienated himself with a lot of fans who I don't think will ever look at him the same way or, you know, so unnecessary. And basically, so there were like four or five wide receivers around his age that got extended this offseason, and they all got roughly the same deal. So why was Debo so upset? Like, why was he so nervous? It, it all was going to work itself out. Yeah. You were going to end up getting roughly what DK Metcalf and AJ Brown got. That was always going to, it was always going to happen. You all three have the same agent. You're all just as good as each other. It was always going to happen this way. Why were you the one who blinked? Why were you the one in March who was like, this isn't going to work out for me? Like, just oh, Iggy, he, yeah. Iggy, he didn't blink. He fell apart. He fell apart. He crumbled. He crumbled. Yeah. Why? 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 I'm sure his agent said, You'll be fine. Yeah. This is going to work look, out. If anybody's watching and say, well, he deserved more. I have no idea. He's going to be a millionaire for 10 lifetimes. I he think the a deal lot of money is extremely out. fair. They gave him $60 million, almost $60 million guaranteed. That's the most they've ever given a player guaranteed. It was a three-year extension, not a five. That's player friendly. I mean, they gave him an opportunity to be a free agent again in, in, in his 20s. 
I love it. It seems to me that they gave him everything he wanted and that yeah. his agent's probably really proud of that deal. Extremely proud of that deal. So I don't understand. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But know. now he can uh, he 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 came out and avoided answering the question, but at least he presented himself. Now it's over with. And now he needs to get back to the business of being a football player. I agree. I just wonder if the relationship can ever really be the same after this. You know? With the management? Just in general. I mean, him and the management, him and the teammates, him and the fans. Like, it's a weird thing you can't forget that happened. Okay, let's go over it real quick. The relationship with the fans, fans are very fickle. Uh, he'll True. be good and they'll forget it. So for, forget the fans. Um, the relationship with the players, I can't speak to that because I don't know the dynamic in the in the locker room. My guess is if he's a great player, they'll find a way to like him. Management, I don't think gives a crap. Well, yeah, they just signed I him. I think so. they were above it. Yeah, they were above it. Donald Johnson says we got to remember that the play calling in these practices are ABC one two three. There's no schemes and no eye manipulation. They're good against practice play calling. Not saying they won't be good. That's true. Trent Williams made that point too. He's like, look, they know the plays we're running. They know our plays. We're not game planning against them. So yeah, they're a great defense, but they're also they have a million advantages over us. Good point. Thank you, Donald. Um, Mike says, who's playing better in your opinion, Eman or or Ward? Uh. Ward. Ward has two picks. El Jefe says, how is Womack any competent nickel? He's playing with the backups. Uh, haven't really seen much from him yet. Gabe says, what do you think about Drake Jackson? He was handing out pressures left and right during team drills. Also got a surprise appearance from Jason. He looks really good. I think, Dad, the Niners rookies look really good so far. Drake Jackson looks really nice. good. And there's this offensive lineman, Spencer Burford. They took him in round four. He already looks like maybe a, a good player for them, a uh, guard. They need a good Great. guard. Yep. Justin says, how much will we actually see Lance in the preseason playing with second and third and fourth stringers is how people get hurt. Sadly, he has a history of being hurt. I'm not sure we'll see that many starters in the preseason this year. I don't know. They have three games in 12 days. in the pre that's, that's their preseason. They only have three games right now. You yep. won't see him uh, much in game three. Forget game three. But I think in the first game, in the second game, Lance will play at least the, the first quarter. With the, yeah, the first game, if the way they used to be was it'd be like a, a drive or two and then a quarter or two and then a half. So maybe I don't know how they'll do it now. If, yeah. Will they have a dress rehearsal? We'll see. Gabriel says, I think the trade request was a negotiation tactic from his agent and never supposed to go public, but his brother leaked. So they changed plans. AJ Brown also requested a trade. Nobody knew about it. No. Thank you, Gabriel. But Debo officially requested a trade through Jeff Darlington. Jeff Darlington reported it. Debo Samuel was a source. Debo Samuel retweeted the report. No, no, no. He went to Jeff Darlington. I don't know if it was the agent's uh, suggestion or not, but I doubt it was because his other clients didn't do that. Anyway, David Velez says, I don't believe for the, I don't believe uh, for the B second that Barag didn't try to lowball him like crazy. I do the same thing. If I get a lowball offer for a job, I just get up and leave, negotiate this deuces. You know, he could have got up and leave, left. He didn't have to uh, do throw a tantrum. Ryan Hensley says, love to see Lowell's all-time 49ers QB ranking. Well, Joe's starting with Joe. Joe's the best. And Steve, you know, Steve uh, really thinks, uh, I've talked to him, he thinks he's as good as Joe. And who am I? I would put him a little bit behind Joe. 
um, just because of Joe's demeanor. And also, Joe won four Super Bowls, Iggy. That's a big deal. Let me ask you a question. Better quarterback all time, Steve Young or Aaron Rodgers? Oh, uh, I think Steve's more of a winner. Thank you. What do you think? I agree. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is great. Yeah. But I think there's something so sour about him. I don't think some of his teammates like him and, and really he, he loses sometimes when he, when he should win. Steve generally won when he should win. Yeah. Uh, the way I look at Rogers is that he's really great, but in the playoffs, he almost becomes too conservative and he'll lose a game that he should win just because he never really took a chance. And like he'll just, well, my numbers were good. Sorry. Yeah. 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 I, I would prefer Steve. Yeah, I agree. I, he, Top 10 quarterback of all time. Better than Drew Brees, Aaron. I mean, it's better than some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Steve? Steve. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of yeah, all one time. Of the 10. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any thoughts on the top 10 list of most valuable U.S. sports franchises? Cowboys number one, Niners number nine, Warriors number four. Is that true? The Warriors are worth more than the Niners? Wow. How did, the, how did Jed York mess that up? Well, maybe when he moved the team to Santa Clara. Wow. Um, I'd like to investigate that a little more. Yeah, I'll have to see that. We'll come back to that one. Travis says, will the front seven make the offensive line pretty decent? I mean, if iron sharpens iron, sure, I guess. We'll see. I just want you to know that this, this rookie, Spencer Burford, watches highlights. He played really well today. He might he might be good. Dad, I'm schwitzing. Is it Was it hot in Oakland today? Um, not up here. It's hot, Are you hot in, in your office? Yeah, but I was wearing, I'm wearing black. It's a mistake. And I'm wearing a jacket. That's also a mistake. <laughs> Schwitzen uh, is Yiddish for sweating. That's true. We well, speak Yiddish to each other every We try. Although your parents didn't teach you, so you didn't have a – you couldn't teach me. No, I, I I really couldn't. You have about 11 words. That's that's good, though. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Does that mean we, we did all our topics? I think that means we did all our topics. So well, that, I really enjoyed it today. I enjoyed it too. Why don't I uh, give you a call? Okay. Um, love you. Love you too, Dad. Thanks for watching, everyone. I'll see you later.